One Percenters, welcome back to another episode of the One Percenter Podcast with David Nurse. Thank you so much for joining me on this one. We have the second episode from the icon, the legend, Luke Story, the top lifestylist basically in the world. Now on this second episode, we're going to dive even more in depth on how to live the life you have always wanted to live, following your dreams, but also making sure that you are functioning at the highest level of yourself that you can daily. Because the only way to achieve your goals and reach your dreams is pouring into yourself 1% every single day. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, but as Luke tells you, it's a journey and it's a super fun journey to be on. Luke's going to go super in-depth about travel, especially one of his specialties, how to walk off the plane and be super fresh, how to go to a new time zone, not even feel jet lag. talks about recovery, jumping in an ice bath or uh, a sauna. Luke's going to go in-depth on his lifestyle that he goes through daily, some of his favorite life hacks that make him the optimization king that he is. So buckle up, get ready for another super packed with impactful, juicy stuff from Luke Story, the One Percenter Podcast with David Nurse. Here we go. Boom, what a leeway into yeah. optimizing the NBA, too. Yeah, there's it's, a lot of good oh stuff. Oh, man, so as, as good as you are at mindset optimization, I know you're uh, biohacking master to the max. So I want to go in-depth on some of those with you, too. Yeah. So just to build up the blueprint of it. So NBA players, obviously top world athletes, just function at a really high level. But the majority of them have got there on their talent, their God-given abilities alone. So how I kind of explain it to them, and like you just said, like why it's fun to feel at your top level, your 100% level. So if you look at yourself as like a, just like a, a whole a level of 100%, like a lot of these NBA players, maybe some of the best will be at 91% of themselves or even some really good ones at like 84. But why not be at 100% all the time? And that's what I tell teams. And when I go, when I when I work individually with players, I break it down into five optimization areas, even though there's there's many more. But it's all in, it's all in unison to make yourself that 100% full at the top every single day because once you get there and we felt it once you get to that point you're living every day with joy with energy and you know your purpose that why you're here you know your purpose here to serve others so let's let's dive into it so the first one that I jump into players with is building their foundation building their blueprint like a house building it up is their sleep which that's so funny because already when you were going there, I was like, sleep's the first one. Yes. That's the first thing I was going to say. Boom. Sleep. So yeah. let's just dive into yeah. it any way you want. So NBA players and teams, like they don't, they don't understand it. They're starting to get it a little yeah. bit more. Like they would used to travel after, after a game, like right after a game, get in. Yeah. When, when I coached in the NBA, we'd, we'd fly out right afterwards, get in at like three 30 AM, then still have practice at 10. Like circadian <sighs> rhythms are oh, whacked. God, you have brutal. no, yeah. It's like the life of a musician, dude. That's it. That's, I believe that's why musicians that get on drugs so much and commit suicide and do all this crazy stuff. I honestly believe it's the blue light <laughs> on the stages and all the Man. touring and traveling yeah. and being out of rhythm with the, with nature. But what I was going to say about sleep and, you know, I think, that popped in my mind, especially for athletes, because athletes are undergoing so much stress, all kinds of different stress. I mean, it's not just the physical stress of, you know, all the physical training that you have to do to be in shape and actually performing, but you got to think about the fight or flight 
state that an athlete's living in when they're playing those games. Their nervous system doesn't know that a game's being played. Their nervous system thinks they're chasing prey or they are prey being chased. And so you're living in this heightened state of like, ah, hyper alertness. Every game, every practice, the coach is on you, your teammates are on you. And you know me, I mean, as you said, I know nothing about sports, but I do know a little bit about, about evolution and about humans as an animal, as an ape, which is what we are. And so... You know, you imagine the amount of stress that any pro athlete is under in all different ways, just their nervous system and their body. The number one way, you know, way more than any kind of supplement or any tactics that you can use, any technologies of biohacking is sleep. And I think even more so for athletes because of the stress that they're under. Everyone's under stress. I mean, if you work in an office, you're under stress. The commute... You know, the bad lighting in the office, on and on and on. The, the workload you have, the tasks and all that stuff. But athletes are on another level. So what I recommend for sleep in general, and especially for someone who's under that stress, is if you want to be, you know, the top 10 NBA player in the country or in the NBA, right? And so you're going to put in all this effort and create a practice around your play of that sport. You have to make that same practice around your sleep. And one of the best ways you can do that is to actually gamify your sleep. You get yourself an aura ring, oh, yeah. you know, and it has an app on your phone. And every morning you'll get up and you look at your scores and you'll be like, I only got a 68. What? <laughs> I only got 45 minutes of REM sleep. And you learn what the optimal sleep numbers are. And if you, st- especially a sports minded person, I think this would really work for them because you can gamify your sleep. And really test yourself and try and beat yourself on your scores. Damn, that's good. He's best showing me his right now. 93 last night. One of my best. I'm, let me I'm, see, I'm let killing me see. it, man. Let me see. We can compete on sleep. Give me what some, a couple of nerds. Look at how but deep that REM saying. is. It's legendary. Oh, that's pretty good. HRV's gonna... money, too. My What's HR... your HRV? HRV at 95. I'm pretty. What? I'm, that's huge. I'm usually right around there. I right, attribute so... that a lot to the to the Uller, the chili pad, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So last night yeah. I got an 86 in general, you, 93% efficiency. I got an hour 38 REM, uh, an hour 53 deep. Solid. Where I played myself was the timing. I didn't go to bed until, where is it? What the hell? I went to bed at 1242. Yep. My girlfriend's staying with me right now. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, see, sometimes you have to make those um, Time in bed, eight hours and 19 minutes. Time slept, seven hours, 42 minutes. So what I'm saying here ladies and gents is tracking your sleep lets you know how much you really got and how good it was because there's been times i wake up and i'm like oh man i had bomb sleep last night i look at my app and i had no rem sleep or no deep sleep or whatever and that's not good so tracking it's the first thing then i'll give a couple of what i think are the the obvious suggestions but you mentioned the uler or the chili pad it's a company called chili technology they make two different devices uh they keep the surface of your bed clean and Dude, I can't live without that thing. Dude, like, I can't either. A couple nights ago, mine made this weird beep and turned off. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's like the end of the world. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, this is complete Armageddon. What am I, I going to do? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, and I'm really excited about the new Uller oh, model. I got it. Yeah, you got it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're Todd's sending me friend. one right yeah, now. Yeah, one. Todd. Todd's on, coming on my podcast. We, we recorded awesome. at Paleo FX. Yeah. Um, so... Keeping whether you have you know a pad on your bed that keeps it cool or you just keep the room freezing, uh, body keeping your core temperature down. <laughs> we got neighbors, neighbors are like neighbors are feeling it. They're like sleep, bro. Yeah. 
Um, but keeping your, your temperature in your room or the core temperature yes. down, what I like about having the chili pad or the, the Uller, these, these pads that go into your mat, um, under your fitted sheet is that you can have a different temperature as your partner. So if you sleep in the bed with someone else, it's highly unlikely you're going to both agree on the room temperature. I sleep super hot. I mean, I would have the room honestly about 60 degrees if Dude, I had my way with like a too. heavy blanket. That's no my, doubt. that's like my number 60 to 65. Yep. It's hard to get, in my experience, any woman that I've dated on board with that. They're like, you're insane. Yep. Turn it at least to 68. I'm like, ah, oh, it's too hot. So if you each have your own pad, one person can have the hot. You can turn the chili pad on hot. And one person can have the chili pad on cold. And you're not going to fight. Love it's going it. to be amazing. The other thing is having your room completely dark where you literally can't see the hand in front of your face. Whether you got to wear an eye mask, get blackout curtains or whatever. Uh, the other thing is not doing... Uh, any tasks that excite you at all late at night, which means stop all work, you know, at least three or four hours before you're going to actually try and lay down and go to bed. Even if I'm just doing emails and I'm not stressed out, I'm chill. But if I'm productive at night, it raises cortisol. And so you have to stop being productive and do things where you start to unwind. So as part of that sleep discipline or practice, it's to really set a habit where to at least two or three hours before bed, you're like, you're stopping doing activities that get you excited in any way. And I don't mean excited, like in a pleasurable way. <laughs> I think that's probably a good way to get to sleep, but um, more so and just like, not nah, stop doing work. Right. And then the other one, the big elephant in the room, and this is the one that most people don't want to deal with. And that is your exposure to blue light at night. I've had so many people right. come up to me, Luke, what's the number one health supplement? What's the best diet? What's the best this? I'm like, forget all that stuff. In your house, here's all you have to do. You have a set of lights at night that are only, uh, they're called um, antique style Edison bulbs. Not LED, but incandescent Edison bulbs. You can still get them on Amazon because mm -hmm. they're considered like a party bulb or a like event light bulb because they became illegal because of environmental issues and things like that because they use up more energy than an LED. LED lights, fluorescent lights are horrible for your brain. They're horrible for your skin. They're horrible for your eyes. They flicker. You can't see it, but if you put a, like a slow-mo video camera on lighting where you guys are sitting right now and watch it on your phone, it'll be tap, 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 tap. It flickers. And what that does is it causes your retina to flicker. Because your retina is going light, dark, light, dark, light, dark, light, dark, light, dark. It drives your brain crazy. It's really bad for your nervous system. Yeah. But the, that's the flicker, which is really bad. And the flicker on your computer, um, the flicker on your phone, LEDs flicker. That's how they save energy. They turn on and off a million times. Where an incandescent bulb is one steady light like the sunlight. So everything I teach goes back to nature. You don't want fake sunlight at 11 p.m., 12 a.m. when you're about to go to sleep and that's what the lighting in your house will do so you get the the warm temperature incandescent bulbs in your house you put an app called iris on your computer which allows you to adjust the color temperature and it also lowers the flicker rate which gives you a consistent um, light not a light that flickers off your computer and then on your phone, you can use night shift, but even better when it gets late at night, there's settings that you can adjust in your phone to turn your screen red at night. Ooh. And they just do a triple click, like yeah, on mine. Get that, then. Yeah, I have a video on it, I think, on my, okay, on my check Instagram, but check it out. So yeah. here's my regular night shift, right? Okay. Then triple click, color triple filters, click. and then it turns oh, it red. Beautiful. Yeah, it's really cool. And when it, it nice. looks dark right now because it's daytime in here, but um, 
if you turn it red and you're like in bed and it's dark in your room, it's still super bright. Yeah. You know, the darker the room yeah. is. So in summary, right. with sleep, and this would be my really honestly my number one health hack in general, you have to get in alignment with nature. You know, whether you believe in God or not, I personally think there's an intelligent entity or power behind the creation of the universe and it doesn't make mistakes and the creator you know and again like whatever your beliefs are doesn't really matter you have to admit there's some intelligent design to the universe sure. right and so that intelligence made it day and night on purpose and made our bodies and our brains and our eyes to sync up with day and night we're very clever so we think as humans we have the ability to make it daytime at night it's called lights so if you want to use lights at night and still be in alignment with nature, you can trick nature and trick your body at the same time and make the color temperature of the lighting that you're exposed to at night the same as it would be evolutionarily speaking. So 100,000 years ago, there were no LEDs. There were no incandescents for that matter. So what did we see? Firelight. So only look at light at night that's the color of fire. Ah, that's a Yellow, orange, or red, right? Hmm. Because our brains haven't evolved yeah. to look at like the light we're looking at right here in the studio. That's like absolute midday sunshine. Yeah. If it was one in the morning right now, that would tell our brain, oh, it's midday right now. No melatonin for you. Let's up the cortisol. Let's make your ass awake so you can't sleep. So you can change the lighting in your home. And then when you travel, you just wear blue blocking glasses. There's a number of companies. There's a great one called Raw Optics. That's R-A, our friend Matt Maruka. Uh, there's another one called Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X, mm -hmm. a uh, company called True Dark, which is a kind of an associate yep. of Bulletproof. They make some glasses. doesn't really matter. Whatever ones you want, they all basically do the same thing. It's just a matter of what style you like, basically, of frames. And you want to wear the really red ones when it's late at night or when you're flying, like for athletes that are traveling. you got to trick your mind into being in the time zone that you're going to. So say like you're flying from L.A. to New York and you leave at 5 p.m. Well, whatever time it would be getting dark in New York, when you're on the plane, you got to put on your blue blockers because where you're going, it's already dark. So make it dark, Great quote, point. end quotes, yeah. while you're on the plane. Put on your blue blocking glasses whenever it gets dark at your destination. And then when you land, don't look in any blue light because here's what's weird. And there's a million podcasts on this, and you can Google, like, blue light plus cancer, blue light sleep. I mean, the blue light thing, I'm telling you, is, is going to be the next smoking. It's a huge epidemic. We're just, like, right on the cusp of the wave now, so you sound like a nut when you talk about it. <laughs> <clears throat> but here's the deal. If you see blue light at night just for one second, it shuts down your melatonin production for up to three or four hours after that. And melatonin, just, just seeing blue light just for a second. And by blue, I mean white light, guys. Any, any light that is not orange, yellow, or red is blue light. It's a cool temperature light. So what's crazy is melatonin is also, it's, it's not really um, a vitamin. It's more of a hormone. And melatonin is the number one anti-cancer substance that the human body creates. Wow. And that's why wow. there's so many links between blue light exposure and Man. cancer. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It is crazy. Yeah, melatonin makes you sleepy, but melatonin is created actually in the morning when you look at morning sunlight. So, so much what we're learning about health now is that our bodies are really synced up to the sun. And this is why when you look at ancient cultures like the Egyptians, etc., they right. were sun worshipers. You know yeah. why? Because the sun is the giver of all energy and the giver of all life. And so, yeah, don't eat at McDonald's. Don't <laughs> drink Diet Coke. Don't smoke cigarettes. Like the basics. 
But you can pretty much do whatever you want outside of that and start getting up, watching the sunrise, doing sun gazing Beautiful. safely, stopping blue light at night, really working with light, I think, to me, is just the number one hack. And then you can also use red light therapy, the Juve device, so you can use light you know, for benefits that it has. And even blue light even has a place. There's a a thing called, um, I get excited about light. Sorry. So <laughs> do I. No, I turn a simple question no, like no, a two-hour answer. I love it because that's even going further than sleep, like the yeah. importance of the well, lighting. Well, that's the thing because like you start talking about the blue light and it's like, yeah, know. it's for sleep, but yeah. it's for everything because here's the thing. If you don't get the right temperature light at the right time of day, it's going to hurt your sleep. Yeah. Like the best way to sleep bomb and to actually get tired at night is to get up with the sunrise and watch the sunrise for the first 15 minutes. It's called sun gazing. It's an ancient human practice. It's really big in India and Ayurveda in that system. You have to do it safely. You don't just <laughs> I'm give the disclaimer. Don't just go look right, at the right, sun. Right, There's right. a protocol you have to follow. But when you when your eye gets exposed to that red light in the early dawn, that's when you start to produce melatonin that you're going to use later on that night. And that's what sets your circadian rhythm. And if you're someone like me that has a hard time going to bed early and then waking up early, if you watch a sunrise for like five, six days in a row, you'll start waking up the same time at sunrise naturally with no alarm clock every day. It's crazy. I know. I don't do it right yeah. now because I'm in a canyon and I fell yeah. out of the habit. Because I would, I gotta drive up to the top to of the see hill. It come up. Yeah, yeah, so I have to get up. It's all cold and dark. I have to get <laughs> in my car and then go watch the sunrise. At my last place, I could see it from my porch, so yep. I got on it every day. It was amazing. So, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I'm not doing it personally right now because I'm just geographically located in a canyon. Luke, I'm doing it. it and it works. It's amazing. And right? it works. And do you notice how easy it is to wake up early I wake every morning? Wake up at six thirty on the dot. Yeah. literally every morning. It's crazy. Even if I don't want I'm to, it's you. every morning. I know. And what yeah. I like about it, and you didn't, you didn't quite say it exactly, but you basically preached it is a great night's sleep starts when you wake up. Right. And the same thing for a great morning routine. Like no one talks about their night routine. Like everyone's morning routines are amazing, awesome. I think everybody should have one. But also a night routine is is just like that's gonna prepare you for the next morning. That's gonna prepare you for a great energy day. Like as many super cool biohacks as we can do. Like the number one, no matter what, no matter what, I always come back to is if I don't get a good night's sleep, yeah, I'm screwed. Totally, dude. It is, it is, totally. Yeah, I've tested that so many times. Like wake up, I'm like, oh man, I got no energy. I feel crappy. And I'll take a million supplements. I'll make a smoothie that would like kill a horse. You know what I'm saying? Like every herb, every vitamin, uh, all the things. Yeah. I mean, we we could go do a tour of my yeah, like supplement absolute, cabinet. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, this is my work, so I have all the stuff. And I'll take that smoothie, and I'm like, that still doesn't trump a good night's sleep. It doesn't even come close. There's no vitamin you can take, no supplement. You can go get an IV of vitamins. You'll feel okay, but nothing's going to give you like a good solid eight, nine hour sleep where you get a 95 on your sleep app. 93, but we're going for Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, for. that's the, that is the ultimate, man. It's the ultimate yeah. for everything too. It's the ultimate for muscle memory retention for NBA players. Like I was talking with them today. You got to imagine yourself as this iPhone. And if you wake up and your iPhone's on 39%, you're pissed. But if you don't get a great night's sleep, your body's on 39% and you're going to struggle through the day. So you also hit on a point, too, that's really, really important for NBA teams and NBA players is they spend 82 games in the season. They spend 41 of them in a tube 20,000 feet above uh, above the earth traveling. Oh, man. So 
traveling and being yeah. able to get off the plane, <laughs> recovery, yeah. and be able to perform. Because they might go, they might go three, three night, four games in like five yeah. nights, like bang, 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 like. To sort of optimize travel and recovery time on travel, that yeah. is a that that alone could get you could get you millions of dollars in the NBA. Could win teams right. five, six, seven games alone. Well, it's funny you mention that because I'm in the process of producing an online class just about hacking travel and jet lag. Yes, man, it's sign called, me up. It's called Biohack My Travel: The Jet Lag Solution. Beautiful. I've been I've been working on it for a while. You know, stuff happens, and I'm like, oh, am I ever going to get this thing done? Yeah. But the reason that I started with that, of all the different things that I'm interested in, I could do one on meditation and breath work and kundalini yoga and all of the more mindset and metaphysical things that I'm into that have helped me so much. But the one thing just personally in my life that wrecks me more than anything mm-hmm. is flying, even driving, even road trips. So for 22 years, I've been working on every single practice you can do, every supplement, every single thing to make that suck less because dude the fact is whether or not you're on a sports team you're a touring musician you're a family man that just wants to go on vacation to hawaii with your wife and kids and have the energy to do stuff and not get in fights because you're so tired if you're a business per- you know if <laughs> yeah, you're a business sure. person you work in tech you work for a startup you're wall street whatever and you have to travel around you're a speaker like me and like you you do conferences yep. No matter what you're traveling for, your trip is going to be hurt if you feel like crap. And to me, nothing makes you feel crappier than flying. So I'll give you, I'll try to like give you some good like. Yeah, hit me with some stuff. Perfect, man. Yeah, so the first thing is, I'm just going to beat a dead horse here, is the light. 100% Yeah, so you, you, you have to start tricking yourself into being in the time zone that you're going to before you're there. And you use that by knowing what time it gets dark there and making sure you block all blue light for at least a couple of days before you travel. Another thing you can do in terms of hacking the circadian rhythm in the time zone is you can take melatonin at the time that you'd be going to bed at your destination gotcha. for a few days before, before you leave. Right. Okay. So again, using the, the LA to New York just because you know it gets later there with the time change. So if I was getting ready to fly to New York, I would start taking melatonin at like 8 p.m. here for a few days. Yep. 8 or 9, 10, 11. Uh, was it three hours difference? Three hours. Yeah, so maybe 9. Yeah, so 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, so that at about 11 out there, I'm going to get signaled, oh, now's the time when we start getting sleepy. That's a good trick too. Love it. Another thing that's a huge issue on the plane, and this goes back to sleep too, is EMFs. You know, I mean, that's really for the sleep thing. If you want to go hardcore, you know, I won't go back into sleep, but, you have an EMF specialist, they're called a building biologist, and they come to your house or apartment and they do readings on your whole place and they can do what's called shielding your bedroom, which shields it from all the Wi-Fi, the cell towers, the electrical wiring in your walls, all the whack yeah, stuff that's in your house because that really prevents you from getting deep sleep. So back to the travel. Uh, one of the things that's really difficult when you travel is um, when you fly on Wi-Fi airplanes, you'll notice that you'll get way more tired, way more fatigued from all the Wi-Fi right. and from all the people with a cell phone in their pocket that's trying to reach for service because they didn't put it on airplane. Yeah, yeah. So you have hundreds of cell phones just frying you in your seat. You got the Wi-Fi and then you have all the crazy um, static electricity from a piece of metal flying through space and time, which causes a lot of friction, right? For sure. There's electricity in the air, et cetera. So, uh, and then you also have gamma radiation from the sun because you're at 35,000 feet closer to the sun, right? 
there's a lot of radiation from the sun just being on the earth but when you get closer there's even more especially when you're in a metal tube as you said so the emf thing there's not like a pat solution to it but one thing that really helps is taking molecular hydrogen molecular hydrogen because what happens in emfs basically is that it really dehydrates your cells mm -hmm. and it also um, depletes you of magnesium so by the way you also want to supplement really heavy on magnesium when you travel when you travel yeah and if you can get some of these tablets of molecular hydrogen and you pound you put like they're effervescent you drop them in a glass or a bottle of water put like four of them in a glass of water while you're flying religiously every 90 minutes and that will change your life just wow. that one supplement yeah interesting there's a company called vital reaction okay. that sells them they're yeah. about 40 50 bucks for a bottle just if you're in the nba you can afford it buy yourself like 20 bottles of that stuff just keep it in your carry-on big I'm, time i'm telling you you just pound that <laughs> but you only have to do it every 90 minutes because that's the half-life of it okay. it lasts 90 minutes in your body but essentially what it is it's a really powerful antioxidant so you know you probably heard like blueberries are an antioxidant right, right. hydrogen is like a million x of what a blueberry will do for you. You know, it's really anti-inflammatory. It's also great post-workout, post-game, too. Hydrogen is just an amazing uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm natural supplement. With Trucy, have you done Trucy? Yeah, yeah. Hydrogen water? Do you, do you yeah. think that's the next step it's of great. hydration, I mean, too? Because we can kind of yeah. shift into hydration. I mean, well, there's so many levels we could talk yeah, about in this. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. I mean, any form of hydrogen, if they call it molecular hydrogen, it's totally natural. It's abundant in nature. It's the oldest and also the smallest molecule molecule in nature so it's not like you're taking a drug or anything yeah, unnatural yeah, yeah. you're just concentrating something that's already in your environment but yeah the hydrogen water the hydrogen pills i have a hydrogen inhaler from vital reaction nice. that when i meditate it's a 20 minute program and you just breathe in the seven percent hydrogen again with a little cannula in yeah, your nose yeah, yeah. when i meditate i just sit there and do that what, what i do when i fly is i put the hydrogen inhaler in my car and the nano v which is really complicated to explain, but the thing no, I know I, the Nano V. I sure. alluded to it's really good for yeah. um, athletic recovery too. But I keep those both in my car, and then when I land at LAX, I have you know like a, one of those little chargers in the car that you can plug regular plugs into the lighter, you know. And when I land, I always park my car at the airport. I get right in my car and I hook up to those things. By the time I get to my house, I pretty much feel like I wasn't on my plane. Gosh, on a plane, yeah, it's crazy. Those two together, as far as technology, are outstanding and even Man. sometimes i'll even travel with the the not that the, the nano v it's really heavy but i'll throw that inhaler in my suitcase and just bring it with me because it's really highly concentrated hydrogen you probably struggle with me like me when you travel you have like two suitcases with uh, all the stuff yeah. that you want to bring it's ridiculous <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous Man. every time every time i walk up to the counter i'm like here it goes sir your bag's <laughs> overweight we're gonna have to i'm like i just say it i know here's yeah. my credit card um, so, yeah, um, I want to close with one last thing on the yeah. flying that's really helpful. So aside from just the EMFs and the fatigue of going through time zones and space and time and being 35,000 feet up is that uh, planes are uh, known to be very low oxygen. And so what happens is you start to get depleted of oxygen. And so <laughs> there's a little gray area there. There's two things you can do to oxygenate yourself when you're flying. One is do some breath work, you know, do the Wim Hof method, yeah. something like that before you get on the plane. Be that weirdo that's like outside in the parking lot or, you know, in a little rest area at the airport right before you get on the plane. But you can also get these little oxygen canisters. Hikers use them and stuff like that. Technically, you're not supposed to take them on the plane. I always do. I never get stopped by TSA. If you did, they'd just be like, you can't take that shit on the plane. They would just take it away. Exactly. But when the 
flight attendants aren't looking, I'll go over in the corner and be like, <laughs> and I'll and I'll huff that oxygen. Or if I'm in a first class seat and there's not people really close to me, I'll do low key breath work. I'll just be like, you know, you don't want to look like a nut on the right, plane right, and get, right, you know, right, get right, sir, right. Uh, we're going to have to land the plane. There's a weirdo doing breath work. But the point is anything you can do to oxygenate yourself when you're on a plane is, is super, super helpful. And then the very last thing I'll give you, and athletes are going to know this, is wearing compression clothing. So that's so, the only one that they probably ki- kind of know. Yeah, dude, know. dude, listen, man. You put on a compression shirt yeah, and full compression yeah. pants when you get on an airplane, you don't swell up. Because what happens is your cells actually swell. And that's why, you you know, your shoes don't fit and you get all puffy feeling. You get really inflamed. Not only wear compression stuff on the plane, but wear it for a couple hours after you land. Even if you can, oh, it's really uncomfortable. But if you can stand it, wear it like three or four hours even after you land. Because even when you land, if you take it right off, you'll swell back up because your body's still so stressed out from being in a plane. Man, I need to get you to put together that. I'm sure you probably haven't. It's coming. Send it to every NBA team. Like they would, that would right that totally would be absolute it's gonna gold. be dope there's like, so much and then there's all the supplements there's all kinds of stuff we don't have time to get into but yeah yeah those are but some of the easy the easier okay. ones the low-hanging fruit that don't cost a lot of money you know especially the breath work cutting the blue light you know that kind of stuff like you don't have to spend money on it you just have to be a little dedicated but it's like like you make sleep a practice that you get better and better at you can actually make travel something that's a practice that you get better and better at so when you land you can still crush it at whatever you're doing and enjoy your time, whether it's vacation or work or whatever, man. Because, you know, some people, I'm, I'm a bit older than some of my friends. They don't seem to get bothered by flying. But when I fly, I'm just tweaked. Yeah. It sucks, man. I know, I, gotta, I, know. I Yeah. Often, if I go to Europe or something, I got to add two extra days when it's I tough. land just yeah. to recover. And then I can go do what I'm supposed to do, that's, which that's gets it, expensive, man. too. For sure. It's, I'll it's, get, like, an extra day in a hotel, and I'm just sitting there <laughs> just recovering. But it's also time lost, and that's the most expensive thing that there yeah. is. Okay, so we'll get this to every NBA team, and I mean every professional sports team will use this. Like, I want to. This is such such a valuable tool. I'm just getting juiced up about it, just because I'm taking stuff from myself. Because I go to Japan all the time, Europe, Australia, and like I, I have to be on court. And thank you for reminding me because. I get so sidetracked with everything going on that I've I've been sitting on that for okay, a while. Right. I announced it, and yeah. then I'm like, I got a wait list for it on my website, and there's people Same signing time. up like, hello, where is it? And I'm like, yeah. it's coming, it's coming. I'm going to be – I'm going to text you every day just to remind you. I'm going to be really annoyed with that. I appreciate it. Man, so there is so much stuff. Like, you are an absolute wealth of knowledge in every, in every field. Like, we could just keep going and going and going. Like, I – Four or five more hours cool with you? I mean, Anytime. We're only at 54 <laughs> minutes right now. This is a short interview to me. No, no, no. Let's 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 go to some of your favorites. So the other yeah. ones that I that I break down with NBA players would be nutrition. I, I categorize categorize longevity recovery together. Character. We talked a lot about character at the start. And then I also go into the subconscious, which is I think the mindset, like we also talked about at yeah. the start, is the is the key for everything. I mean, for mind, body optimization to make you feel Fill your tank at 100%. But let's just go into some of your – and you can pick from either one. You can pick from something nutrition. You can pick from longevity. Let's go into your favorite kind of biohacks, optimization, things you're doing now or things that have been really effective to you. So I mentioned the ice bath. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. And on the other side of that is infrared saunas one of my all-time favorites yes, and right the reason that i like these therapies is again it's because we're going back to nature right if you look at our evolution 
in this house right now, it's 68 degrees. I, I'd be happy if it's just 68 degrees everywhere all the time, but it's not. We live in L.A., so but it we, is. we make it 68 degrees, but we have not evolved that way. Unless you came from around the equator where it's always between, you know, 70 and 90 yeah. or something like that, like human beings have evolved to go through seasons, right? But because we've invented houses, which are basically like domestication cages that we put ourselves in in the human zoo – but we always keep the temperature the same. Our bodies are designed to have fluctuations in temperature. So what I like to do to keep my nervous system resilient is sort of create seasons throughout the day. So I'll go jump That's in the cool, ice bath. Man. That was winter cool. in the morning. Later on tonight, I'll go have summer and I'll hop into the infrared sauna for 30 nice. minutes and sweat my ass off. I might take a hot bath with Epsom salts and magnesium flakes, you know, um, I really think it's just such a powerful therapy. And again, not one that has to cost a lot of money to do hot and cold yeah. therapy yeah. and just go to extreme temperatures, man. Go to like a Russian spa and do a sauna that's, you know, <laughs> 240 degrees, man. Like there's a couple in LA. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Ooh. a couple of really good ones. But they're hardcore and then they have a cold plunge. I mean, if you're if you were fatigued or like you've, you've had a, you know, you've been practicing or, or having games or whatever – Dude, you just go to a Russian spa and spend four hours there. Do the sauna, do the cold plunge, go back and forth, back and forth, drink tons of water, sweat, get cold. You walk out of it like nothing ever happened. I mean, it's amazing. If you live somewhere where it's there's amazing. hot springs, it's awesome. you yeah. know, like if you if you get out into the country and get into yeah. hot springs, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of, of water as a healing element and also using the elements of hot and cold. So that's one. Dude, that's great. I'll you, give you a couple you dietary. You got to go to Japan. Over there in oh, the dude. in the onsens. That's I go over was, there all the time. Are you serious? Oh, it's just me and a bunch of naked 90-year-old Japanese <laughs> men just hanging out like for hours. Well, it's, it's unreal. It's funny because I've always wanted to go on like a hot springs tour of Japan because oh, the there best. are apparently yeah. so many of them. Yep. Let me um, know. I got you on that. Oh, that's cool. Thanks, dude. Um, I normally don't talk too much about food because I think there's so much w widely available yes, information sure. out there. Right. But there are a few things that still bug me that I don't think people realize. Um, one of the most toxic foods that many of us eat is seed oils. And this is very tricky because the industry, the food, big agra that makes all of these commodity foods, uses these seed oils because they're super cheap and they're fats. Like when I say oils, they're fats, right? So a good fat that's not inflammatory would be coconut oil, ghee, lard from a pastured or grass-fed animal, uh, really good, you know, organic, cold-pressed olive oil. There's a few good fats, right? Avocados, good fats. But the food industry is not going to use grass-fed ghee when they make some product. They're going to use canola oil or something that they call ambiguously vegetable oil. And so start to read your labels. <laughs> and if you see like, yeah. if you see soybean oil, corn oil, canola oil, or just vegetable oil, run as fast as you yes. can in the other direction. This stuff, this is what causes heart disease, not hamburgers. It's these toxic you, seed man. oils. They're extremely inflammatory and just absolutely wreck you. That's one thing. And then there's talk about... Well, at that point, thank you yeah. for saying that, too, because people don't understand that. Like, when you go to your, a restaurant, like, a good friend Max Lugavere is big on that. Yeah, yeah. Crosby Taylor as well yeah. got me on that. Yeah. And, like, I'll start asking now, do you cook it in olive oil? Like, and if they don't, I'm not getting it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing when you go out and eat at a restaurant. It's, that, it's always... Even if it's an organic restaurant, like a healthy restaurant, yeah. which there aren't even that many of them, <laughs> it's not. almost guaranteed they cook in canola oil. Yeah. So, also, that just goes to say, without saying that all fried foods are just the absolute worst thing you could ever eat. Yep. Fried foods are 
horrible for you. Next up is, um, you know, everyone knows that sugar is not great for you. And, you know, I got to admit, like I had, I got some organic gummy bears at Rite Aid on the way over here. Some organic so, ones. Yeah. Have you ever had done a smart sweets? Yeah, yeah. Those are the best. They're great. Yeah, They're great. The so, you know, I have my sweets here and okay. there. But what I don't think people realize how bad um, corn syrup is. Terrible. So if you take, I see guys in sports all the time drinking Man. Gatorade, like, oh, I'm getting hydrated. I'm like, dude, you're not Thank only, you're you. skyrocketing you. your glucose levels, which is going to make you crash so hard. It's going to keep you addicted to that sugar. But corn syrup is what is again a commodity sweetener that big agri uses to sweeten things because it's super cheap but not only does it just kill your insulin and blood sugar and all of that but most time it's gmo corn and that brings me into the next thing unless a food says non-gmo and says organic it's probably gmo (laughs) which means it's literally genetically modified meaning that it's no it's a franken food your body doesn't know what to do with that and there's tons and tons of studies and evidence that proves that gmos cause cancer i mean it's like that's what they do yep yep so no doubt when you know sometimes i i live in a bubble of like the health world so i forget a lot of regular people don't understand they go to whole foods even they go to whole foods like ah it's whole foods it's healthy (laughs) dude when you go to the hot bar at whole foods you look at every single thing it has canola oil and then you look in it it'll be super greasy i mean you're eating like how many tablespoons of canola oil with that those meatballs or whatever you know so so there's that um an easy way to get around all that is a just like make 100% commitment that you only eat organic that you uh don't do gmos that you don't do corn syrup you don't do seed oils cuz you can eat organic and still get a lot of seed oils in your diet that's why i started yeah. with that one yeah. and then the other one is just one of the I'm going for the worst offenders is artificial sweeteners, yep. aspartame. Yep. So if you if you're drinking a diet anything, God, you're drinking literal yourself. poison. It's actual poison. Gosh, you know you can yeah. take aspartame like that. You know like those fake sweeteners you put in tea and yeah, coffee, those yeah. little packets. You know you can try to feed that to ants and they won't eat it because <laughs> they're smarter than yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean you like you use like sugar as ant bait. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what they love. Yeah. If you put Coca Cola on the ground, and they you won't know. eat that. No, they oh won't. They gosh. won't eat aspartame. Aspartame is a neurotoxin. It literally gives you brain damage, and it also makes you hungry. The next one and the last one I'll do is MSG, monosodium glutamate. This is another really sneaky one in foods because the food industry is very corrupt. And so the corporations that manufacture monosodium glutamate know that the public knows MSG is really bad for you. It's a neurotoxin like aspartame. It makes you fat. It makes you hungry. It makes you insatiable. That's what it's designed for. It also makes food taste hella bomb. And that's why it's in all junk food. It has a purpose in Chinese food and stuff, you know. But here's the thing. When you buy packaged foods, it they, they lobbied so they don't have to call it MSG. So it'll say like yeast seasoning or spices. If you look up online, you can just look up different names for MSG. There's about 200 very ambiguous names. And you'll be like, oh, damn, let me go look in my kitchen cupboard. And you look at those crackers you have. It'll say, like, yeast extract. You're like, oh, that's got to be good for you. No, that's MSG. <laughs> yeah. So it's super, super sneaky, and it, it's infiltrated the food supply. And, again, if you're not very, very aware of just, like, 100% strict organic, and if possible, just avoid packaged foods, man. Just yeah. whether you eat animal products or not, just eat vegetables, meats, and fats. 
It's simple when you break you know? it down and make sure they're organic. And if you're eating meat, it's got to be grass fed, grass finished, yeah. pasture raised. If you're eating seafood, it's got to be wild. Farm exactly. seafood is fed GMO corn and GMO soy. So if you're eating like a farm-raised trout or salmon, you're eating concentrated <laughs> GMOs. It's like worse than eating some GMO corn, you know? Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's just it's concentrated into the fat of the fish, yeah. and it's just I mean I could go on and on. It's it's just type of thing. I li- like I said I live in that bubble, so I'll go into like a Ralph's or Albertsons or something one day because I whatever I need to pick something up real quick, mm-hmm. you know, a glass a bottle of water, and I walk in there and I'm like. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Like people, <laughs> wait, people are still eating triscuits and Fruit Loops and Chips Ahoy and Diet Cokes. I'm like, man. I thought all these places went out of business. No, man, most people don't know, and it's not their fault. It's not like I'm smart and they're dumb. It's yeah, just exactly. I'm someone that's been sick a lot, so I started to get to the bottom of it. Like, dude, how do I stop feeling like crap? I want to have energy and watching so many, you know, uh, older of the older generation family members get Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer, all of these horrible diseases that are literally just caused by food. Yeah. If you eat poisoned food, you get diseases. It's very, very simple. And, and the hardest thing for people to see is like, oh, I feel fine now. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's going to, it keeps compounding yeah. and compounding, which is That's me thing. with gluten. Yeah. Back in the day when the gluten-free thing started, I was like, what a bunch of babies. Who cares? We need that pizza. <laughs> and then I started to see after a while. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. That's the, the other one is yeah. glyphosate. Yeah. Uh, Roundup is in most Round grain up. products, yeah, and in wheat specifically. Man. So some people that aren't even that sensitive to gluten are getting their guts wrecked from eating gluten because they're eating bread, flour, that has been sprayed with Roundup. And it wrecks your gut biome. Man, so. you're preaching to the choir on everything here too because i i feel the same like i'm in that bubble too but when i see it i'm in the world too of nba players at the highest level where they're eating skittles all the time they're eating cheerios like i i i can see it i can i can see it yeah totally you you hit one of the one of my main characteristics is energy no one really talks about like how you get the most energy and how you like that's we want the most energy yeah. every single day. We want to be relentlessly consistent with just tons of positive energy. If you which, want energy, watch the sunrise every day. They, see? that There's nothing that will give you as much energy as watching the sunrise. It literally charges you like a battery. Yeah, well. Because you are a human battery. You know, the body's electric. Yeah. And your skin and your eyes are, are photoreceptors that actually take in the energy from your environment. You, we literally are batteries. Uh, yeah. yeah it, we're le- Not batteries, but rather a solar panel. On top of a battery, our skin and our eyes are solar panels. And you're here living in the canyon, so you're just. No wonder you have terrible energy today. (laughs) I I didn't know know, what was wrong with you. You know what's cool though? Now that the sun's coming out of that southern exposure, I do get some sun in the backyard now, so I'll be out there naked sunbathing. That's another (laughs) another thing is people are really afraid of the sun because we've been brainwashed by propaganda, and that propaganda has been perpetuated by the companies that make sunscreen. It started in the 1950s. We were taught that the sun kills you and gives you cancer. Meanwhile, since the beginning of recorded history, humans have worshipped the sun and got in as much as possible. That said, you know, don't sunburn. There is such thing as too much sun. But getting a healthy dose of sun every day, especially if you can without getting arrested on your naked body, especially for (laughs) men, one of the fastest ways you can build your testosterone up is getting sun exposure on your wedding tackle <laughs> i'm not even kidding i know it. i know i'm getting married in 17 dude, days here, so there you go i'll be outside up on um, it, this on is top. A, it's a scientific fact dude that sun yeah. exposure on your genitalia increases yeah. testosterone and so does the red light therapy 
Man, you absolutely live and breathe everything that you talk about. So as we kind of wrap up and wind down and put everything, all these pieces of this puzzle, this amazing puzzle that you have created together, this amazing lifestyle that you have created together, I think it'd be fun to just talk about some of the craziest stories that you've been a part of. I see you smiling <laughs> when I say that too, because I, I know for myself of all the travel I've done, there's many times I should have been dead and all these kind of crazy, yeah, yeah. crazy situations. But like, like we talked about at the start, like the Amazon rainforest, the poison, and there's been give a me few, a good one. There's been a few weird things, man. I mean, there was there's like for me, my life is is in a BC and an AD. <laughs> there's at 26 years old, as I said, I was basically reborn and just become a completely different person prior to that i did a lot of stupid things that could have got me killed which aren't worth telling because they're not even cautionary tales they're just like obviously don't be a dumbass but in the world of health and some of the things the lengths that i've gone to to just feel good and to evolve um yeah there was (laughs) there's one funny time i went to new york and actually on the travel recovery a really great thing to do is called a hyperbaric oxygen chamber so when i travel if possible i'll land i'll get an iv a vitamin nutrient uh iv get full of minerals vitamins all that and then i'll try to find a hyperbaric oxygen chamber one day i did that in new york and i was in there and it usually lasts about an hour or so and I went there at the end of the day, and they're like, sir, we're closing. I was like, oh, please, man, I just got off the plane. Let me in, let me in. Okay, okay. So they let me in, and then they started closing the place down, and they forgot about me in there. All of a sudden, the lights are like, oh, no. and you can't, like, get yourself out of an oxygen chamber. I mean, you probably could, yeah. but they're, you know, they're oh, pressurized yeah. Yeah. and stuff. It's a whole thing. Yep. I mean, I don't I don't know how to get out of there. <laughs> so Buried alive. I'm t- I was texting my business partner and, like, sending her pictures. I'm like, I'm in the thing. Like, call the front desk. Because they can't hear you in there. I was in another room, and you're sealed up in the tank and everything. Obviously, I live to tell the tale, but <laughs> I, I was actually a little bit nervous for a minute. Like, dude, this thing's still on. They're going for the night. I mean, I don't know how much oxygen you can take. I don't think you're supposed to sit in there for wow, 12 hours. So man. that was one little mishap. The um, Yeah, you'd either been dead or a superhero, one of the two. Yeah, right. Come out yeah, super come ripped. I'm yeah. so energized. <laughs> the, other, the other thing I think that was – a neat experience and you know this is part of the shamanic medicine plant medicines you know in the world of um well there's not just in the amazon but all over the world indigenous peoples have discovered that different plants do different things for you you know um psychedelic plants and all this kind of stuff ayahuasca and the like and that can i mean there's stories to tell there too of course but the one that's in my bio that everyone always asks, but I just thought, well, I'm writing a bio. I got to make it. Make it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, add a little so punch in there. So yeah, yeah, the poison sure. Amazonian frog, uh, you know, a lot of people <laughs> into plant medicine have done this. It's called combo frog, K-A-M-B-O. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's a shamanic medicine that's practiced in South America. And essentially there's this certain type of frog uh, species called combo. And the native people there capture these frogs, and they're poisonous frogs. They um, they excrete this milky uh, substance out of their skin that's highly toxic and will kill you if it, you know if you were to like get it in your blood. So they take these frogs, they catch them, and they stretch them like kind of like hog tie them on little sticks, and then they agitate their skin, and they cause this white poison to be excreted and then they collect it and it dries and turns into a powder and how that is used as a medicine is your uh your they administer it through burning your skin and so they'll take a little piece of wood or bamboo about the size of a pencil and they make it red hot they light on fire and then they 
they put these little burns in you, like down your arm. I have my scars to tell the tale still. These little round <laughs> Dang, dude. scars are down the back of your spine, key places. And then they take this white powdered venom and they rub it in the burns. The reason they do it in the burns is because it goes into your lymphatic system rather than your bloodstream. Okay. In the lymphatic system, it doesn't kill you. It just makes it feel like it's killing you. <laughs> so it what it does is it sends, it sends an absolutely extreme red alert to your immune system saying you are dying. All systems detox. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, I guess. what happens is you... You know, they rub the medicine in, you sit there, and all of a sudden, man, you, you have like a 100x flu that just hits you like, boom, within seconds. And most people are projectile vomiting out of their mouth and the rear opening at the same time. And that goes on for about 15 minutes. You want to die. And then it subsides, takes about 10 more minutes to go away. And then you feel like you could, you know, walk through a brick wall. And so they use it in the indigenous cultures for hunting because of the visual acuity and sharpness that it creates. So it's like the ultimate nootropic uh, because you purged of all these toxins very wow. quickly. And so your brain is just lightning clear. Uh, I didn't personally throw up, which is, I don't know, maybe I have a strong stomach. I also don't tend to throw up but it just came out the ayahuasca backside. either yeah okay. yeah like all right, all right. like you're barely making it you're barely making it to the bathroom man you should if anyone does combo do where'd you do it at? well you should wear depends okay, that's the key okay, just okay. wear depends and Clutch. you can just stay in your seat and it's just chill biohacking itself yeah, biohack the booty. Do, where did you do that at? I, I, I would like to do I that. I did it at a hippie's house in Topanga. Okay. Uh, there are ceremonies around for oh, combo. Oh, Think so you don't about, have to go to the Amazon. You no, 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 there's hippies doing it here. There's but the, the, it. the difference is with, um, with combo and the other plant medicines like Iboga, Ayahuasca, yeah. um, uh, the, uh, what's the other one, um, San, uh, uh, peyote, you know, these kind of uh, native uh, medicines that are used. Um, combo has no psychoactive effects. Which is kind of a bummer because, you know, all you get is sick. You're not like, oh, man, I'm seeing God, you know, or colors. Right, or There's right, there's right. no, like, euphoria to it at all. But afterward, the experience for me, you're supposed to do three in a row. I I did one. Um, I'm good. Like, I, I get <laughs> the idea. Sounds good. But what I have to say is for two weeks after that, I was driving around like Jason Bourne. You know, <laughs> I was just like, my mind was so sharp. And I could see why they it's do it before hunting expeditions. Because really it makes your mind hella sharp. So... That's probably like the most gnarly and radical thing that I've done that is, yeah. you know, was totally like there's no safety precautions. It's just, like I said, in someone's house, it's done under really <laughs> yeah. not very sterile conditions and stuff. <laughs> I but I, I lived and I th I'm glad I'm glad I had the experience, but I, I don't think I would do it again. I would oh, wow. as far as plant medicines, I think there's more to benefit from some of the ones yeah. if you do them very consciously and intently with the right people in the right setting um i think there's probably more benefit to be had with some of those all right well if i do it we're gonna do it together it'll be your second time i'll watch <laughs> at least i'm gonna come with you is when you said yeah there's hippies around doing it that doesn't always sound like the safest thing when but... i say when i say hippies i mean i mean that in the most endearing i I'm know just, you I know, know. I, i'm just talking about people that burn a lot of palo santo yes. and you know are high vibe um <laughs> i'm a hippie in disguise you know i'm just high vibe. i just wear like checkered shirts but if I if I could get away with it, I'd be walking around barefoot with dreadlocks. Yeah, naked with the sun. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. Okay, a couple rapid fire to wrap wrap it up here. Just gonna hit you. We doesn't have to be just whatever comes to your mind. What what is a favorite type of 
or a favorite mindset quote that you have? Is there anything that you live by or anything that you, when you wake up in the morning, you look at a, some type Absolutely. of quote? Absolutely. Like, yes. It's the mantra nice. for my entire life. Beautiful. Gosh. There's no such thing as Don't good fall. or bad. Only thinking makes it so. <laughs> Give me one. There's Give me no, a, There's no I, such thing as good or bad. Only thinking makes it so. Love that. Attributed to Shakespeare. Because like we were talking about in the very beginning of the conversation, perception is everything. And so when there are struggles, when there's pain, when there's suffering, when there's adversity in life, what makes what makes pain suffering is what you think about it. Yes, 100%. Right? Yep. So house burns down, God forbid. I just got moved into this damn house. House burns <laughs> down. Mind says, this is the worst thing could ever happen to me. Spirit says... Well, let's see how that goes. We don't really know yet. Then, you know, let's just, you know, then I win the lottery. I buy a, a 10 times better exactly. house in Hawaii. I'm giving a silly example, but it's it's always like after the fact that we look back and go, oh, I thought that was the worst thing ever. But in retrospect, there was a lesson. It was taking me to something greater. I was being guided. I was being protected, even though I didn't know it. So my, the reason I love that quote so much is because all of our life is literally just made up by the thoughts we have about it. That's it. Everything's things only suck if you think they suck. Hundred percent. That's literally how I live my life. You yeah. ever you ever drove down? I think it's Lincoln in Venice, and there's a big thing. Abraham. It's Abraham Lincoln it says people are generally as happy as they decide. Yeah, to I love that quote That's too. That's my favorite That's a great thing one. in L.A. And it's That's right a great there. One. Too. Oh, I've That's, never seen that. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot about you that. Get quote. out to the good side of the west side. Of That's LA. funny. I'll That's show funny. it to you, man. Well, well, that that you know that is the same kind of thing. There's. Another one that I, I read when I was still kind of in the dark phase, and that is life is 90% what happened. Wait, no. Yeah, life is. Wait, no, wait. I forget it now. <laughs> no, 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 I know where you're going with Life that. is 90% what happens. Wait, no. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% what you think about it. Something like that. Yes. I'm, I'm paraphrasing my own, my own um, thing. But that was the first time I ever heard anything like that. And I was like, wait, what? That was the first sort of hook into spirituality was yeah. the science of mind and scientific Christianity. These things that are all about, um, Emmett Fox, one of my favorite writers, he's a Christian yeah. scientist and he, he translated the teachings of Jesus into all about thought and that it's all about your mind. So he did this whole thing on the sermon of the Mount from the Bible yeah. where he's just talking about, I mean, it's his interpretation of the teachings of Jesus. Every human being has their own. His was that what Jesus was talking about in all these parables was how to control your thoughts and that that controls your life. And so, yeah, I'm really, I really love metaphysics and those kind of things. Man, we could go in depth on talking about that too. Cause I am, Jesus is a big part of my life. And like, like you said, you were reborn at 26. I was reborn at 23, giving my life to Christ, which is I mean, the spiritual aspect of it and how much, I mean, whether, like we talked about whether it's you believe in God or you don't, I mean, there's a higher power out there for sure. I believe that there is, and it makes you live for a bigger purpose. It makes you live for actually knowing that you are here for a reason. I got a couple quotes that I'll give you that are in my book that self-created cool. quotes that I give you. So okay. one, on, one, on, one on that part is if you help one person, if you help one person in your life, everything else is gravy on top. You've left a legacy. Helping one person is like, I guess it's not really a quote, but you help one person, mm -hmm. everything else, that's a legacy, is gravy on top. And for the perception one is one door closes, four open, and a beachfront patio overlooking the ocean. <laughs> that's nice. Meaning, like, like a lot of people, the door closes, yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah. man, this is, yeah. woe is me. But it just means God has something so much better planned yeah. for you that's going to come and blow that all away. And I've seen it happen that's way good. too many times in my life. 
You could take that that's one. That's good. Was, that was actually a Well, that's one. been proven to me so many times in my own life where let's say I'm really attached to an outcome. I want this thing to happen or that okay. thing to happen. Yeah. And in my limited perception, that's what's going to serve my highest good and give me what I want to be fulfilled. And then said thing doesn't happen. And down the road, better things happen because there was a design for my life that I'm not totally clear about that's been designed by the great designer, right? And I look back and go, oh, my God, thank God I didn't get that other stupid thing I wanted before, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. This has happened to me a few times with TV shows, living in Hollywood. There were yeah. different times where when I was in fashion, people, there was a lot of shows about fashion stylists. And so I'd be approached, hey, we want to make a show about you. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be famous and rich. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And then it just kind of petered out. And yeah. I was, you know, I was like, obviously pretty disappointed. I was like, wow, God, I was already like planning the color of my Bentley and, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> And then it didn't Love happen. It. And then yeah. later on going, oh, my God, that would have been the worst thing in my life at that particular time. But I didn't know it then. It took some time to pass and go, oh, that just was not my path. Thank God that didn't happen because then now I have my podcast and doing exactly. all these other things because I didn't become some fashion mogul as I had hoped to. Or same thing with being a rock star before that when I was playing music. I'm like, oh, my God, going on tour is the worst. I would hate being a musician. <laughs> I'm For so sure. glad I'm not a touring musician now. I would I would be hating it. But you, So there you go. Yeah, but everything you did was in preparation, preparing for the opportunity where you are now. Like, right. With me, just real quick, like, I, I planned – like everything I did throughout my whole life was to play in the NBA. Yeah. And then when I got cut from a third division team in the middle of nowhere Basque region, region Spain with – other people on my team drinking beers at halftime, like a semi-pro league, which I thought was the best thing ever. And I got cut from the worst team, probably the worst team in the world almost. My whole life crashed down. But I realized everything I had done to prepare to play in the NBA was to coach players in the NBA. It was to that's show them dope. how to get there. So that's, that's the same yeah. thing that you hit. So, yeah, all right. Good stuff. As we wrap up, last one here. If someone was to write a biography about you 100 years from now, what would the title of it be? What is going to be – it's almost like you got a big billboard, Luke Story billboard, because 100 years from now, probably nobody's going to remember us. I mean, that's okay. We leave our legacy by who we serve here in, the, in today. But if someone's going to write a biography about you, what's your title? Walk off on this one. He created the best podcast ever. No, I'm just kidding. He was the most successful person ever. It's always like – it's always the most recent thing that you're doing that you're into. Yeah. Man – I would want it just to say he was a giver more than a taker. Dude, I love it. That I mean it's if you beautiful. can if you can achieve that, like you said, if you know if you help one person, but as far as what other people perceive you as, I think um it's such a respectful way to live if you if you help others and you're a giver. So yeah, I think that would be a great title. Yep. And now that, that's one that I'd really like to live up to, you know. Dude, I think you I I think you definitely are. I'm getting there. Yeah, you are, but it it's all daily steps, too. I mean, listen, all, dude, there's all... people that, you know, go build wells in Africa and shit, you know? <laughs> you know so yeah, but we're think... all given different ty- uh, platforms, yeah, you yeah. know? Like, that's what I that's what I learned, too. I was like, man, should I be should I be going and doing that and just giving my life to serve, 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 serve? Right, right. But for you, like, for you getting in an ice bath on Instagram, someone's going to improve their life. It's going to improve their energy. It's going to improve their positivity. Like, that is helping You're a right. ton of people. I think I just think sometimes I'm having way too much fun in the giving <laughs> that I'm giving that it, it like, yeah. can it be the same as the people too. that are making 
huge sacrifices to give. I don't I don't feel like the work I do is really a sacrifice just because I would be doing it anyway, if, no matter who was looking or whether I was getting paid or not. This is just what I enjoy. So Yeah, but then, But anyway, yeah. I'm I'm being, you know, facetious to it. You're being modest, which you're very modest, but man, you are an absolute wealth of knowledge in so many areas. I could literally I wish I could talk to you for four or five more hours right here. We'll have to do another one. Anytime. And, yeah, man. I know it's I got to get back to the the NBA gym, and you got to get to um, what was coming next. You got summer coming tonight. You had winter earlier, summer coming yeah. tonight. Those infrared yeah. saunas. Yeah. You ever been to the the, the ones at uh, Next Health, like the red light, light chargers or bulletproof labs? Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. about those, man. I don't know if I just fall yeah. asleep in them all the time, but anytime yeah. I get out of those things, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I have the one I have in the biohacking like studio that? here is called a clear light. Yeah, it's oh, great. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, the specifically the infrared saunas they put you in rest and digest they put you in your parasympathetic nervous system yeah. within about five minutes beautiful yeah so they are right. one of the best ways to relax well let's wrap this up all right and let's go check out i want to go check out everything go take a let's quick do tour. it let's do a tour all right boom drop we'll the mic we're out appreciate it one percenter podcast luke store you are a legend thanks for having me man Big time thank you for joining me on the One Percenter Podcast. Hopefully you took something away from today that you can implement into your own life, that you can improve 1% daily, pouring into yourself so that you can pour into others. And that's what life's about, just living every day with the ultimate joy, passion for what you do, and overall confidence in who you are. Being able to live the life that you want to live without caring how others want you to live it. And if you want to take the next step along with me, right beside me in a community of one percenters, in a tribe of one percenters, check out davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. The link will be in the show notes. But what this is, is this is gets you registered to be part of the family, the one percenter family, taking the 29-day challenge, where it goes in-depth, personalized, customized information and questions to me, where I work hand-in-hand with you to help you optimize your sleep, your nutrition, your training, and your overall mindset, and literally to make you the ultimate one percenter. So check that out, davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. Link is in the show notes. But really, that's that's only if you want it. That's if you want to take the next step. You definitely don't have to. I'm just super blessed and super happy to have you along on this journey with me on the One Percenter Podcast. And I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to learn. So if you could, leave me some questions. Leave me some comments. Leave a five-star review. That would be great. Or if you think it's a one-star, tell the truth on that too. But anyways, that helps me get on even more guests and helps us all learn together and grow together in any area that we can. And ultimately, that's the joy in life. Think about it. If you can enjoy the journey, enjoy the daily process, enjoy the daily grind and not have to put your thoughts and hopes and and dreams and the expectations of others or what the world deems a success, but just knowing you're waking up every single day on a mission, on your purpose, following your passion. That's what being a one percenter is about. That's what this podcast is about. Hope you all have a great week. Thank you for supporting the one percenter podcast. Go out there and do something for somebody. Change somebody's life. If you change one life, that is leaving a legacy. The rest is gravy on top. Remember, life is a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, one percenter podcast, signing off.